0: Definitely, it is all about really getting your name out there and talking to people and getting to, and networking and getting to know everybody. And that's how you probably would find the right, the right investors who are going to help you.
1: Welcome to Episode 74 of Startup West. My name is Steve Elias.
2: And I'm Brody McCulloch. Terrific to be here recording Episode 74 for the Startup West podcast, which is all about startups, entrepreneurs and innovators who have been there and done it right here in sunny Western Australia. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, SpaceCubed, Curtin University, RSM, City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TACON. On this episode, we talk to Angie Keeler, the co-founder and CEO of Zella DC, a next generation data center provider disrupting traditional server rooms. Hi Angie, and welcome to Startup West. Fantastic
1: to have you here today.
0: Oh, hello, and thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Can you tell us about Della DC, what it is and how it's all going at the moment?
0: Absolutely. So Zilla DC is a solution where we take all the facilities of a large data center, as you know it today, and have incorporated all into the size of an average refrigerator, where you can place it absolutely anywhere you like.
2: Great. And, and what really inspired you to set that up? What was the you know driver behind that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I get asked that quite a lot lately, actually. Um, Well, really what it was is that we were, you know, my partner and I were working in different industries at the time and I was working in the mining industry and we were both experiencing very similar problems, you know, overheating server rooms, problems with noisy server rooms, et cetera. But the the main driver was really the overheating and dusty environments that the mining sector actually was um, experiencing at the time. And so, you know, we both, we came across an opportunity where we were sitting at a dining room table one night having dinner and discussing it with the, you know, with a few friends. We were actually on holiday in South Africa at the time. And um, yeah, we started talking about how we could collaborate and put something together. So we actually designed and built our very first prototype in our dining room yeah, um, Wow. 2009.
2: Awesome. And I I had a look at your website. So have you seen a lot of traction since just with, you know, from a cybersecurity perspective, people wanting to have their own data um, secure for them?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, over the years, we initially started in, we always say, you know, born out of mining for the reason being is because when we started, you know, we weren't going to, we decided we weren't going to uh, test our product in a lab, right? We were going to put it out into the into the elements, and we were actually going to sell our prototype to our customer, and they were going to test it. And so over the years, we have then subsequently sold and um, gathered feedback from our customers and built it back in reiteration after iteration to what you see today. So starting out in that environment, really it meant that we designed the product for robust and rugged environments, but at the same time, it needed to meet all the requirements from a cybersecurity point of Mm. view already as well. So we already... We had already experienced that and already had been in that environment, so it was a natural progression for us to become a, a you know, a, a suitable solution to te- to keep your your data closer to you, and so that you have more control over, you know, who has access to it, especially with the climate that we find today.
1: Uh, jumping back briefly, Angie, you've been established for about 13, 14 years or around there, yeah, I believe. Yeah,
0: roughly around 13 yeah. years. Yeah,
1: so um, I guess what was it like back in those early days financially? I mean, how did it grow? What sort of capital, the financials, the investment behind it?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It was very difficult, I should say that. But no, um, initially, you know, as you say, 13 years ago, um, my husband and I co-founded Zella DC. Originally, it was called Zella Box and then we rebranded to Zella DC And we started the business on our own. We're bootstrapping. We had no investment. Um, We then went to, we had a few family and friends and fools, as we say, in the very beginning who, you know, put a bit in, but really was more of a support. Um, But because we were in mining, we needed to diversify quite quickly because the payment payment cycles were too long. You know, 120 days were just far too long for a startup business to cope with. So we quickly decided to start um, exporting. So that's actually has been our, has stood very well in our favor. So we've been exporting as well for about 11 years now. And exporting meant that we could actually charge or ask for, you know, 50% up front. So customers still to this day, um, and we have longstanding customers who still purchase 50% up front and then 50%. And that's how we managed to do that. But the business has grown. And um, with growth and, require and scale, you need to think of investment. So, yes, we've um, gone through a couple of investment rounds and so we have some fantastic shareholders around us now um, who are just wonderful supporters as well.
2: Great. And how have the last few years, so being a, an exporter, how have the last few years been with COVID and especially now supply chain disruptions yeah. globally, you're building hardware. Um, yes. That adds a whole another layer of complexity.
0: Absolutely. Um. But one thing, you're absolutely right, the supply chains have really been a concern um, m- mostly over recent days. Initially, it wasn't necessarily so. Yes, we had shutdowns, et cetera. But from Zella DC's point of view, we are a local manufacturer. So we locally manufacture majority of our, our product. Mm-hmm. And so we are sitting in a, a more decent spot than our competitors, for example, who are global um, large conglomerates who are then held to ransom with where they produce their their goods. You know, we actually, because we manufacture here, it is closer to us and we're able to have a bit more control. But 100% correct, um, COVID has really created, you know, the s- supply chain backup and then costs have gone up exponentially. So those are the kind of things you have to really consider and, and factor in for sure. We've had to work harder on on mitigating our risks around our supply chain for sure.
1: And talking around the technology, you mentioned about a refrigerator sized uh, server. Yep. Uh, I guess over time the technology has improved, uh, your R&D has improved and mm-hmm. progressed. Uh, you're now at a, a, at a micro server level. Can you explain that sort of journey that you've gone through with the technology and the development behind that?
0: Sure. So... Like I said, originally we started out in in mining. So the first um, micro data center was built for the you know the mining industry, really rugged, robust, redundancy certifications, all those requirements. We then realized, well, if it can do really well there, it can do it well anywhere. And over the years, we then have subsequently taken feedback from our customers, poured it back in, and we now offer three different ranges of micro data centers. So you have the Pro The Zella Pro, which is your indoor, in your office, in your warehouse, in your garage, in your anywhere indoors range. We then have our hut range, our Zella hut range, which is our outdoor model. Um, essentially, it's a pro, but it has the encasing um, to enable it to sit out, outdoors anywhere. Sure. And then we have our containerized solution as well. So now we're disrupting the container industry. Not only are we in the micro data center industry, but we're now disrupting the containerized industry as well.
2: And and so from a disruption perspective, Mm -hmm. how have uh, competitors globally, is is that really ramped up? So I think about when people think about data centers, they probably think AWS or uh, Microsoft and what they're doing, but yeah, it'd be good to understand from a, in this space, what the competitive landscape looks like.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we have, um, your first your first spot that you would go to when you talk about data centers would be the cloud, for example. And you would say, right, you have large data centers, um, which is essentially the cloud. And it's where your data actually goes to is a large data center somewhere. Um, our competitors are – and we actually – we do compete with data centers, large data centers. But largely, we complement the large data centers because a lot of the customers are actually looking at hybrid solutions. So they're wanting to have a smaller footprint close to where they are maybe for redundancy or backup reasons or for reducing latency issues for example or they may want to reduce costs and keep it closer to where they are and so and back up to a large data center but um, our, you know, ZLDC has grown through the ranks over the year. We're now a global leader. We're the we're one of the only specialists, micro data center specialists in the world. And a lot of our competition actually, um, you know, they work in in a number of ranges, so they may have a number of products on their catalog. And we're the only one who is actually a global. And you know, um, a testament to the Zella DC team is, you know, we recently won a global. Um, Pharmaceutical tender, and that actually went out to bid. And they bid, you know, they, they invited us to actually bid in, on, in that bid in the US, and that was up against all of our main global competitors. And they chose the LDC in the end. So,
1: yeah, oh, great. congratulations! Great yeah. oh, yeah, news. Uh, what are the next plans over the next few years, Angie? I guess on the technology side, the product development, but also mm-hmm. the growth trajectory of the company.
0: Sure. So, um, Recently, we, um, you know, we, we fought really hard, and we, we're just so honoured and excited to have been awarded the um, advanced manufacturing growth um, uh, grant. Mm. And that is actually to look into our next, you know, the next evolution of our of our solution. And um, you know, that that was really great. We were the only West Australian company to actually um, be awarded that grant. And so, you know, we focus a lot of attention and as you know, a lot of attention ensuring that we are, we are keeping up with trends, but also at the same time that we are creating a solution that is relevant to what is actually, what is happening today. And we, you know, we, the the main, uh, you know, vision is to bring the data center to everyone. So if you're wanting to bring the data center to everyone, it needs to be easy, quick and simple. And so we continue to build that into our R&D and as you know, R&D is a, it's a, it's a huge focus um, for us because you have to stay ahead of the competition and that's the way that you're going to do it.
2: Right. And just before we go to a break, what's one of the big highlights for you over the last sort of 13 years?
0: I think one of the biggest highlights for... Um, for, for me was for, you know, when, when we were actually awarded that tender. I mean, it was about eight months ago or so, and we've delivered our first round. Um, and, you know, that for us was validation of all the hard work that we put into the, you know, the solution as a whole as well. And, um, and the fact that we continue to evolve and, and that we are, and it also really brings, you know, validates us as a, a global player and a, and a global leader um, and I think that was a real highlight. We put a lot of work into that and it was yeah, something really worth celebrating for us.
2: And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from SpaceCubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner
0: Twist and Techon.
2: So Angie, can you take us through your career, um, you know, your schooling, your background and sort of what brought you to here?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So as you can tell from my accent, originally from South Africa and um, went to school in South Africa and of course went to university in South Africa as well. Um, Got two degrees in clinical psychology actually, interestingly enough. So nothing to do with technology whatsoever. Um, And everybody actually does ask me that. So how did you get into technology? (laughs) So that's quite an interesting one. But I think it's more to do with I utilize the skills every single day. So transferable skills from what I actually did um, to now, but um, yeah, travelled around the world a bit when I left university as well, and then found my way here to Australia. Um, so originally, I worked in um, in you know in um, in psychology, um, utilising my skills there, and my partner and I decided to start a business then. One day, as it so happens, but it had nothing to do with what we're doing today. <laughs> so we actually started out in elevated photography and we were the first to bring in a hydraulic lifting camera that could right. give you exact pinpoint what photos that what it would look like if you were standing on the first floor, if you're standing on the second floor without having to have all of the scaffolding and et cetera, et cetera. But so for it,
2: like apartment blocks and people easy. be able to see exactly. the view. Yeah, yeah right. exactly
0: right. And mm. in fact, you'll see, we used to see, I mean, I haven't seen them around actually recently, but you know those, they had then after us, after we sold um, and had started Zella Box mm. and had decided to jump into this, um, that you could see them driving around town and they'd have them attached to their vehicles and they were yellow, oh I don't right. know, whatever okay. the name of the company was. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so that's where we started. And, um, you know, Clint and I, we kept, of course, I've told you that we were then, we were actually overseas for our hydraulics camera business mm. and then happened to be talking about it. And you're just entrepreneurial, I suppose, and just talking about all these different ideas. Um, and we decided to start up uh, Zellabox then. And Clint and I looked at each other and kind of said, why not? Mm. Why not us? And we realized at the time we would be going up against, you know, the re- large conglomerates out there, huge companies. But we just thought, well, why not? Let's give it a go and let's see what happens. So we built the first prototype um, and, yeah, we took it from there. But, you know, I, I I never I never thought about starting a business. I never actually, you know, went out there, studied in business, et cetera. It was just a natural thing that happened and we kind of fell into it, if that makes sense. But you just start at the bottom and you start learning everything. You need to be a jack-of-all-trades you need to understand, you know, and just really having that ability to be able to do all of those different hmm. aspects.
1: So, Angie, did you start Zellabox in South Africa no, and then no. brought it across to Australia? Or uh, when no, no, did no. you come across to Australia? No, first when I came,
0: I came across to Australia um, really quite young. Clint and I then okay. had, you know, we got married and immigrated. Well, Clint was already here, of course. Right, right. And I immigrated. Um, no, not at all. I worked here as a psychologist for a bit for a few years as a consultant driving around Perth etc yeah. um no, and then we started sky shots here um and then when our first two kids were born um we then started zella box so yeah we started zella box with two little ones oh wow yeah had two so and we didn't give up sky shots straight away so you st- we had two businesses running at the same time Clint was working full time I was working part time Two small little kids. Yes, it was quite a yeah. quite a juggle.
2: And where, where do you think that entrepreneurial sp- spirit and ambition came from?
0: Well, I would definitely say straight away, I was asked this the other day and I didn't even hesitate, it's my mum and dad. I mean, for me, it was my mum and dad for sure. They, um, you know, mum was working in the finance industry, dad was entrepreneurial and had started and failed in a couple of businesses and then started in one in a couple um, and then I think they were 46, they liquidated everything and started a business and became very successful in that business. So I d- definitely, you know, that can do, you know, give it a go, but understand it's going to be difficult and just keep trying and persevere, it definitely comes from them.
1: So from your experiences from a from a startup phase, and you've gone through it a couple of times from what you've mentioned there in history. Uh, what advice would you give to the Perth startup community now?
0: Well, definitely perseverance. I mean, the highs and lows are so many, and um, you know, I remember one. I, I remember Clint saying one day, not too long ago. Just when you see, you think you're over the mountain and then you look across, there's another one, you know, and it's just really continuing to look back at what you've achieved. I think it's, it's really important because you look back and you say, okay, fine, there are a whole number of mountain ranges to come, but look back at how far you've come. What have you achieved? And to, I think, to celebrate it on a weekly basis and then to remind yourself, well, why are you doing this? Because it is very tough when you've run out of money and you trying to figure out what, you know, so much easier just to go back, you know, find employment and let it be somebody else's issue. So uh, perseverance, I would say, even when you feel like you're walking through that mud, yeah, keep pulling um, if that's what you truly want.
2: Yeah, the the startup rollercoaster is definitely a real one. It's, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you've got to keep doing it. But maybe something specific also around local fundraising. So, okay, um, just on how you fundraise in, sure. in WA and where funding came from, because a lot of people are fundraising and interested in the the how to of that in in Perth.
0: Absolutely. I um, to be honest with you, I would also recommend that you utilise you know R and D grants and export. And now it's changed. It's now a grant. As opposed to what it used to be, so um, you know to utilize as many grant opportunities as you can. Once you're looking at, then now you're looking for funding. It's definitely, and I, you know, I wouldn't be able to say go here or go there because it, it's really personable. It's uh, to each and individuals. So, you know, for us, we we're surrounded by amazing shareholders, and that didn't necessarily come from us going to a particular pitch night or whatever the case might be but putting yourself out there is what is important get out there and um you know walk the pavement i think and uh, make sure that you participate in all the pitch pitch nights um that that are available to you i know that um there's a fantastic female funded or that has just started up and i think that's for female founders i think that's great to participate in that if you yeah, if you would, if you're keen.
2: Yeah, I think so Venturex just started yeah, Venturex, up in the last sort of six right. months. Yep. Um, so yeah, there is now more and more support, even from when we first met, which was I think probably eight years ago yeah, here at an event. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of change since then to support yeah, different groups within the community to grow their ideas.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's just getting that first round of of investors who believe in what you're doing I th- you know you really you've got to make sure that you've got a market if you've got the market but you understand that and your solution is going to make it. you know one of the things that we did do um, when we when we built our very first prototype we actually bundled the family up with a whole entourage of people to look after the kids for us and we went off to CBIT. We said to ourselves well we're not going to put it in front of anyone else we're going to put it in front of everyone. And get that feedback. I had to validate that actually was a market out there. Once you've got that, and you understand that there really is that market, and you, and be be honest with yourself. You know, the times where you kind of had to, we constantly had to ask those around us: Are we actually onto something, or are we kidding ourselves? You know, I think that's really important for for startups. Um, to go through that journey. And and if it isn't, and if it isn't right, then to move on to the next thing. But from a funding, because you asked me specifically about that, uh, definitely it is all about really getting your name out there and talking to people and getting to, and networking and getting to know everybody. And that's how you probably would find the right. The right investors who are going to help you, not just to go for money. And I think that's another thing as well. Um, you know, it's and as a, You know, as a startup and you just, you you think about the money constantly and you think about how am I going to get the next round, but you can easily spend that money very quickly and you need the advisors around you. So I think that's why I say not just to specifically go for a fund or whatever the case might be.
1: Uh, Angie, yourself, Clinton, the Zella DC team and business, uh, international experience now as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does that differ from, you know, what is happening in WA and how does, what's the effect there?
0: Yeah, so, you know, the question was, you know, about COVID and us being locked down, et cetera, for quite a long time. I think that would have had quite an effect on yeah. people who are really just um, dealing with locally. You know, we have – because we started um, exporting so soon and so quickly, we were fo- – and we were a small team, of course, you're a startup, and so what you're doing is you're focusing all your energies outside of WA, Right. so we have now had the opportunities now to come back in to focus some of our attentions in WA as well of course because we're global we've constantly working you know internationally and so you didn't necessarily feel those effects of what was going on in WA if that makes sense so we were, were so focused internationally and in what was going on outside of WA that we didn't really get to experience the you know the downturn or even the up upside of, of what's been happening.
1: You mentioned uh, winning a few grants recently. There was another uh, positive experience you just went through recently. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, there
0: was. It was. I remember saying in the break that I had um, a very exciting, you know, Clinton's off to Japan this evening, so that's great, just to really further our engagement. But um, we've you know, we we've signed a, a partnership with a, a um, for um, 5G, so 5G deployments in Japan and the globe and so um, with a company called Internet Initiative Japan and they're an integrator. And um, and really what they're looking at, and Brady, you had asked originally about cyber and, you know, where we fit, et cetera, and they've really firmly identified the fact that decentralization and the hybrid solution is what they're looking at. So we're very excited about that. This is 5G um they're going to be putting little huts on street corners in japan um and yeah, and that's really the it's very exciting actually because that's where it's going um you know with five g and the internet of things, et cetera d c will play a large part in that
2: great, and I think to close things out, we'd like to do a rapid, quick fire round, so just the first thing that comes to mind, um so we'll ask you yeah questions, and just whatever comes to mind, go with that so. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off. Uh, <laughs> what's the most important factor uh, that makes a successful startup?
0: Perseverance.
2: If you were to wave a magic wand over the local startup
1: scene, Angie, what would you wish into being or wish away?
0: Uh, um, more collaboration with the yeah. larger business and startup, definitely.
2: No, definitely. And I think who do you admire in the tech scene? So a company or a person?
0: Oh, well, we like, always like what Apple's done. They've simplified everything, which is what we we're wanting to do.
1: How can anyone listening to you today help you, help Clint, help the Dallas DC business?
0: Definitely it's about collaboration and it's about actually coming to talk to us and for us to talk to them. You know, we've, um, we've sent so many amazing solutions to the most amazing places, you know, high up in the Andes all the way you know, the way to the um, Saudi Arabian desert and to New York. Um, so, yeah, it would be really great to be able to talk more and in introductions, you know, especially into the resources industry, definitely. Great.
2: Right. And uh, what do you do to get away and relax and sort of unplug from <laughs> Zella DC?
0: We like to, Clint likes to surf, i say that, and so then I like to spend the time on the beach <laughs> with them <laughs> while they're surfing. No, we like to spend a lot of time away with the family um, camping. It's a, it's great going up north and not having any access to the internet <laughs> for at least a week. And then so I'm Angie, camping. is that
1: clamping or, sorry, uh, camping or glamping? <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> hmm. Definitely a combo, glamping <laughs> and camping. I think it was, yeah, I started off in the early days of camping and then I said, no, I'm progressing from tents now. So I've moved into the camper track.
2: Very good. <laughs> so movie. it's glamping now, I would say. <laughs> So yeah, thank you so much, Angie, and uh, yeah, wishing you the best for the future and future of Zelda DC.
0: Thank you so much. It was really great to chat to you both. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, Angie. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support of SpaceCubed, Curtin University, RSM, City of Perth, Dinner Twist, and TechOn. We recorded this podcast at the Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't
1: forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favorite podcast platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you.